This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at Ravinia.org. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. 500 seems like a really big number, but Chicago's a big city. There's so much stuff. This is Lauren Vieira. She's a writer and journalist based in the Windy City, and that 500 number she's talking about is in reference to her new book, The 500 Hidden Secrets of Chicago. It's basically a guide to the city through the lens of a longtime resident. How long have you been in Chicago? About 21 years. Is it going to take us that long to get through all the things (laughs) in this book? I don't think so. (laughs) The book is organized into short lists of five. Five dance clubs, five farmer's markets, five picnic spots, five hot dog joints, five foyers that are worth your time. This is actually the first book I've ever worked on that has my name on the front. Usually my name is super tiny in the back, (laughs) you know, hidden in a little index. It says, you know, fact checking. Um, But this one, yeah, it's, it's my writing, which is definitely intimidating. But I think there's always kind of that imposter syndrome or maybe just for me there is. But then I think, wait a minute, I've been here for 20 years. I've written about this stuff for many different publications. Like, I can do this. I'm not a fiction writer. I'm very bad at at making stuff up. So this is really just, in my mind, reporting times 500. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Going through this book, I immediately had opinions. And I haven't even lived here nearly as long as Lauren has. But once you live in a place, you find your people, you find your favorites, and you get set on those things being the best and most noteworthy. But 500 Hidden Secrets of Chicago is a reminder that there's way more to the Windy City than, dare I say, even a native would have realized. I wanted to talk to Lauren about her take on all that, starting with how she organized her 20-plus years in the city into a little book of fives. I saw online somewhere that you are a person who likes projects. I do like projects. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> um, walk me through. How did you approach this project? Okay. So this, I do love projects. Thank you for, <laughs> for acknowledging that. My husband's going to be laughing. Um, I love projects. This was a huge project. The only guidelines for this project were these 10 very general categories. Yes. You know, eat, sleep drink, kids, stuff like that. And when I first met my editor, and this is all over email because the the publisher is based in Belgium. Um, that's where they started. I think the first book might have been The 500 Hidden Secrets of Antwerp or something like that. Okay. Yeah. She basically just said, okay, these are the 10 parameters and just go see what you come up with. So I was trying to remember the first handful of things I was trying really hard. I was like, okay, the water taxi. Like, people know you can take a boat and go up and down the river, but did you know the water taxi is the the cheapest, easiest, loveliest way to see the river? It's just you hop on. It's just like hopping on the train. It's about that 
inexpensive. Okay. And on a nice day, it just feels like a little private cruise. So I think I started with things like that that just felt like secrets that definitely tourists might not know about. And then even some locals kind of forget about or don't know about. Okay. That's interesting because I'm like, I'm looking at a lot of the stuff and I'm like, I know about this, you know? And like, obviously I don't know all 500 things and there's detail in there that adds nuance, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, hidden is an interesting word (laughs) for this. I wonder if you can unpack that a little bit. Like, how did you, how did you really think about the hidden piece when so much of what's in the book is like stuff that any tourist may have at least heard of or that locals know very well. Yeah, it is a tricky word. I think it's obviously marketing friendly to kind of advertise yes, like sure. 500 hidden secrets as a massive Everybody want to get, get put on up on some, some secret, you know, hidden stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and so not everything is literally hidden. There are a lot of very obvious Chicago iconic things in this book, I tried really mm-hmm. hard to not include the bean, <laughs> but, the, <laughs> but um, nothing against the bean. But uh, the fact of the matter is, like, kids love it. So it's not this, like, must-do, check-off-your-box stop for tourists, although for some I suppose it is. But mm-hmm. but I put it in the kids section. I mean, kids love going up to it, playing with it. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's just one of those interactive sculptures. Yeah, leave it to a mirror to be simple and interactive. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, Endlessly amusing. Yes, also, also. You know, as you said, this is a huge undertaking, but also it's minute. You know, it's minutia. And so I'm like, I kind of don't know which question to ask. Like, did how did you find 500 things or how did you choose only 500 things? I guess it's like, that's my statement. Yeah. (laughs) How would you react? I hear it. I think like those are both. Totally valid questions because it's like 500 seems like a really big number, but Chicago's a big city. There's right. so much stuff. And yeah. I did, I do have this like, you know, so called parking lot at the bottom of my document of secrets where there's ones that I thought about including that I didn't have room for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess as far as the, the process of finding all these things, because this book, the only parameters are those 10 very general categories and then groups of five to make it easy yeah, to, to flip through and read. That was kind of a fun challenge to find five things that went together. So Okay. So you were trying to kind of coordinate the things and make sure they kind of fit together. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, the the very, very early research thinking like, okay, the water taxi. Well, how am I going to – I know I want to put that in the book, but where am I going to put it? Oh, it's a great way to see the river. So I think the category ended up being called something like five ways to enjoy the Chicago River. And then you've got the water taxi. What's another great way? Kayaking. I think tourists don't realize you can kayak down the river and there's tons of places to rent kayaks even right out here. Yeah. So the these categories just kind of um, evolved from there, knowing a handful of things that I definitely, definitely wanted to put in and then finding uh, comparable or complementary secrets. Okay. Secrets. Yes. Secrets. Um, which category got you the most excited to work on? Oh, definitely the end of the book. So right. there's this section – all about kind of non-tangible things in Chicago, facts and urban myths. So when I saw this category in my editor's kind of outline, I was like, all right, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Let's let's read a little bit from that. I wonder if you can read Secret 491. Yes. Uh, Again, uh, this is in the back of the book, Five Myths About the Great Chicago Fire. All right. So this is Secret 491. 
it was started by a cow. I remember that's a myth, not a fact. The most popular belief about the fire's origins is that it was started in the small barn of the O'Leary residence near 558 West DeCoven Street when the family cow kicked over a lantern. Neighboring the barn was the first structure to be consumed by the fire, a wooden shed. Despite the rumors, the O'Learys were never officially held blame and were exonerated 125 years later. The cow was too, <laughs> which is pretty nuts. When I read that, I was like, wow, you, you can exonerate a cow? Exactly. <laughs> and if the cow is not, if the cow is found responsible, then yeah. what, what are we doing then? I like, know, <laughs> I know. Kind of amazing. So yeah. I just thought that was a great, a great little yes. tidbit to include. I love a good debunking. And in that same section, you talk about the sides of Chicago North, South, West. Mm-hmm. And in there it says there is no East Chicago. And there's that's a little bit nuanced. There's also some debate about that. True. And so, I, you know, people say, oh, I'm from the East Side. There is a little neighborhood called the East Side. A lot of Chicagoans don't consider there being an East Side, but some people are like, no, I live on the East Side. There's and absolutely so, an East Side. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so I wonder, how does it, how did it feel to not be able to get it all in, like capture nuance? Oh, like my gosh. That? Stressful. Yeah. Very stressful. Um, I live on the North Side, and I really am hyper aware of that and didn't want to put too much from the North Side. But then I'm flipping through, and I'm like, ah, do these maps look dense enough? Like, this is very much something that was heavy on my mind mm-hmm. when I was – doing the research and writing. I kept checking with my editor, like, okay, do we have enough? And already I'm like, ooh, I forgot this one place in this one neighborhood that I only have one or two secrets in. So already I'm like, how can I diversify more? Because, yeah, Chicago's a huge city. There is an east side. I do want to acknowledge that. I think most people think of the lake as east. But if you scoop around, you know, the, Down the around, geography, south, around like say. Promontory Point, yeah, yeah you, you do have a little section there and some of the best views are from there as well. Yeah. Um, so back to the, the random facts and myths, uh, this section was so fun. So we're going to do another reading from from that. Um, can you read the onion on page 263? Yes, I would love to. Okay. So this is a section called five local legends and lore. This is a really fun section to put together. And secret number 488 is the onion. Nicknames like the City of Big Shoulders and the City That Works are commonplace now, but Chicago was originally called the Onion. Um, The word Chicago is a butchered French interpretation of Chicagua. I hope I'm saying that correctly. A Native American word for the Allium chococum plant, otherwise known as wild garlic. If you do any gardening, you know, Allium bulbs are amazing. Um, The first known reference to the area described as Chicago was in the late 17th century by a French explorer, noting in his journal the prevalence of wild garlic. To this day, wild allium sometimes grows in patches along unkempt swaths of the city. Hmm. We are the onion. <laughs> uh, I love a fun, that's like a very fun fact kind mm-hmm. of piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, especially like, it's especially nice when it makes colonizers look silly. You yes, know? it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Um I'm just curious, like, you know, you learn things, and I'm wondering, since the book came out, what has the response been? Are folks arguing with you about little stuff? Are people just generally grateful that you're putting them on? Like, what are people saying to you, I guess? I think, like, I don't know that everyone's gotten their copies yet. It's only been a couple weeks, so I haven't gotten any arguments yet, although I'm fully prepared for it. People (laughs) love to argue, especially about anything local, especially Chicagoans. Yes. Um, I've had plenty of that in my days, and I am ready for it. And so that's why I feel like 
in the writing process, I was so diligent about fact-checking and just double-checking everything. But otherwise, I think the response so far has been very positive. I'm kind of surprised, actually. I think um, typically guidebooks are not that big of a deal. Um, (laughs) But this one feels different. And I think the difference is the accessibility of it. It's When I think of a typical guidebook, I'm thinking of kind of overwhelming amount of black and white words, facts and figures, like you must do this. This is how the transportation works. This is how much everything costs. Da, 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 da. You've got to go see this. You've got to do that. Yes. And this book, just the way it's designed is is very thoughtful. It's just easy to browse. Yeah. No, it is. Did writing this book change the way you think about the city or did it just kind of reinforce your connection to the city or, or both? That's a really good question. Um Definitely changed the way I think about this city. Um, I feel like I love Chicago. People know that about me, even as an adopted Chicagoan here. I'm a native Californian, but I've lived here for longer than I've lived anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I love Chicago. Um, There's so many things about it. And I think, I don't know, everything from like the grid system. It's it's very easy to find your way around most Mm -hmm. of the city because you're kind of able to navigate the numbers and the names all of the different kinds of people that live here, all the different kinds of food. Um, These are all very kind of surface level things. But then diving deeper, I think, especially now that this book is done and out, I'm like, oh, I got to I got to get to that place next time. I I just feel like Mm -hmm. now this kind of never ending quest has been opened up knowing that this is going to be updated in a few years. And so I'm kind of I've already been taking notes for what needs to come in next time. It's really made me feel like a a steward of information for Chicago, I guess, in a way that prior assignments haven't. Hmm. This is a whole city. <laughs> so it's it's all it's impossible. It's like you said, like how did you narrow it down to five hundred and how do you fill five hundred? It's the same question. It's like <laughs> yes. how do you possibly encapsulate an entire city into a book? It's it's hard, it's very humbling, but it's like also very exciting that I get to revise it in a couple years and and add more yeah things will change because things Things will change because (laughs) they do and you're never going to have the same experience as anyone else like humans are humans and yeah lauren vieira is the author of the 500 hidden secrets of chicago lauren thank you thank you so much for having me and that's it for today If you like the show, get like Ricky Tenderkiss. Ricky wrote us a lovely review on Apple Podcasts this week saying, quote, this is excellent. Just what I needed in my queue. Ricky, first of all, thank you. And secondly, is that your real name? Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Clee for editing the show. Brendan Banaszak is our executive producer. Ethan Schwab was the engineer for this episode, and our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And FYI, we're taking Thursday and Friday off. Enjoy your turkey day if you celebrate. We'll be back in your feeds on Monday. I'm Erin Allen. I'll talk to you then.